What's poppin' losers, and welcome to episode 38 of Loser Cartoons Podcast. This is Courtney, and I'm here with Sam. We back. Before we begin, like and subscribe to us on whatever streaming service you are using. So today we're actually really excited to announce the launch of our newest series called Beginner's Guide to Otaku, where we will be sharing our knowledge of anime and manga and all of its very intricate details and lingo for those who are just getting started or those who really just want to learn more. This series was actually inspired by my mom, who wanted to be closer with both Sam and I and share in our passion for this weird but special community. Uh, Thank you, Mama. She has asked us both a lot of questions as she's very slowly submerged herself and thus led us to the inspiration to educate others on these mediums that we just love so much. So our first episode of the series uh, may not be the most exciting as we're going to be covering super basic info such as about manga, anime, and the history and significance of each. Uh, So I'll go ahead and dive into first what exactly anime is. So, by dictionary definition, uh, anime is a shortening of the English word animation, uh, broadly used to describe any form of animation. And this is a definition that is used specifically more so in the East. Um, so essentially, a lot of pe- there's a lot of information kind of up in the air. Some people will disagree with this. But at the base form, for the most part, Anime is essentially just any kind of animation. So Disney to just regular cartoons, anything is technically considered anime in the East. Uh, But however, in the West, it's typically used more so to describe animation exclusively from Japan. So that kind of like anime style that you kind of think of when you think of anime, that's more so what, you know, Western culture typically describes anime as. So I have the definition of manga um manga is also an umbrella term for a wide variety of comic books and graphic novels originally produced and published in japan manga refers to two kanji words for those of you who don't know kanji is a chinese set of chinese characters that people in japan often use as well so two kanji words man which stands for entertaining and exaggerated and ga which can be interpreted as drawing or image hence the name manga um, it can also be defined as quick sketch rough drawing or a cartoon um, and much like sam said the easiest way that i feel like otakus explain manga <clears throat> to people that aren't familiar is japanese comic books Um, But the way that comic books are viewed in the West, um, similarly to anime, is different um, because manga is a bigger umbrella term for people in the East, whereas comic books in America are more specific and niche, Um, though that is starting to widen a lot more with a lot of like webtoons and graphic novels and stuff. So um, that's manga. Um, I guess we'll just jump into the history of manga or you want to do manga first? Yeah, yeah, we can go ahead and start off with manga. We'll just get this one over with because people tend to be, I find, a little bit less interested in manga when they start on this journey because anime is just easier to consume. Sam, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Okay, wonderful. 
Okay. So in Japan, manga are typically released on a monthly or weekly chapter by chapter basis through manga magazines, such as Weekly Shonen Jump is one of the most popular. If a series is popular enough, um, its chapters are then collected and published into volumes. Um, and then most manga series are often long running and can span over multiple volumes, similar to novels, just shorter. More often than not, though, people assume that all manga is geared towards teens or children, um, which can lead to a lot of problems if a well-meaning educator, parent, or librarian unwittingly gives a young child access to sexually explicit manga meant for adults. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as with any other form of narrative, manga can run the gamut from serious, heart-wrenching drama to silly, mindless fun. And most manga feature over-exaggerated situations, comedy, or art. Um, as over-exaggeration is pretty much a staple of the brand. So manga has said to have been born in 1814. Um, back then, Hokusai Katsushika sketched a series of scenes from daily life. And he labeled this whimsical stories. Um, in 1902, Kitazawa Rakuten published the first modern manga with four boxes per page and typed texts. And eventually, Japanese publishers took their cues from English language periodicals and came out in the 1920s with the monthly magazines focusing on mangas, intended at first for boys, of course, and then to girls and then to youth adults. But the Second World War interrupted the takeoff of the manga phenomenon because xenophobia and war um so in the 40s a lot of times manga was used for propaganda purposes by the japanese government so in 1947 this is after world war ii when manga production took off for good tezuka osamu who loved drawing and was a fan of hollywood movies especially walt disney's cartoons he reinvented the genre with the publication of shin takarajima new treasure island and then there was a whole new aesthetic, smooth graphics, movement and action. It was an immediate success. And then by the 1950s and 60s, there was just a huge manga boom in Japan. Yeah. I mean, continuing on from there, I mean, starting in like the 1990s, you had, you know, things like Dragon Ball just kind of ruling Shonen Jump. That was that was a big one. That was essentially the grandfather of shonen manga and anime, Literally. honestly. Um, you also had titles like Sailor Moon also being very popular in the shoujo genre as well. Um, but particularly when it comes to shonen manga being the definitely the highest selling, uh, you had three titles that really took over the manga world for got at least a decade and going on two for one of them um and that was the big three one piece naruto and bleach those three sold at record record highs absolutely dominating the market um starting from the lowest bleach selling uh currently at about 130 plus million copies total uh naruto with 250 plus million copies sold and one piece with a staggering and I think to this day is the highest selling comic book, not even just manga, just comic book in the entire world with 500 million plus copies sold to this day, which is absolutely unreal. <laughs> absolutely unfucking real. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, f- speaking of fucking Dragon Ball, guess who I caught watching it yesterday? No. Who? My brother. No fucking shit. Yes, really? dude. I caught him watching Dragon Ball and I was like, no, dude, don't applaud that. Because my <laughs> for y'all that don't know, my brother is a not an anime hater, but he's got to make fun of everything that he's not into. I caught him watching Dragon Ball because the nostalgia for him, because he's 30. Um, and I was like, dude, you're so trash. Like, you're going to talk shit on me and then turn around and watch Dragon Ball, you freak. Listen, man, DBZ, that that's ingrained in that man's childhood for sure. He just wants a reason to bully you, that's all. <laughs> he does, for sure. That's, that's all that is. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's obviously tons of other titles um, that you could speak of in the modern era. I mean there's there you have to give respect to the goats of berserk um you have to give respects to titles like jojo's bizarre adventure but that's the problem i mean that's the problem when you start getting into the more modern era of manga and anime as you'll come to see when we discuss that topic as well is that the medium exploded so much that there's just so much talent in everywhere that there's just it's impossible to give respect to everyone because there's just infinite amount of stories that exist that are just so phenomenal. Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing, like, um, because it just like, it really makes me laugh when people are like, Oh, that's for kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you hand a kid porn <laughs> and no. it's like, I, be mindful of what you're picking up people. <laughs> like, that's, that's the thing, man. It's like, you have to understand it's like anime and manga, both. They're not, they're not genres. They are mediums. Yes. Right. There are just as many genres of anime and manga as there are of just regular books, movies, regular television shows Mm -hmm. there are stuff aimed for children there are stuff aimed for young young teens there's stuff aimed for young adults and there's stuff aimed for the older generation of adults it's yes there's there's stuff for everybody in there you just have to know what to look for the difference between manga and novels is that manga has japanese cultural influence with pretty drawings yeah that's literally it literally it yeah Mm-hmm. If you if if you if you can if you can get if you if you can get used to the art style and you can appreciate that art style with being open minded to the different cultures, I guarantee you you can find a story that you'll love. One hundred percent. Simple as that. One hundred percent. Yeah, I'm sure they have a Bridgerton type somewhere that y'all can find. I like, don't even know what the fuck that is. Well, for the bitches, the bitches who knows, the bitches who know. I haven't watched it, but I know about the bitches. Does that make sense? But anyway, I that am not is, one of them bitches, so. <laughs> that is manga in a nutshell, Sam. <laughs> Tell us about the history. Oh, wait. You I'm history of anime. anime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm before the 90s. Okay, mm-hmm. I totally forgot. Mm-hmm. I'm before the 90s. Okay, cute. Okay. So the oldest one that I could find was January 1st in 1907. It was literally just a sailor removing his hat and it was only three seconds long. Yep. I I saw the same thing. Yeah. Their birth year of anime though can be officially taken as 1917, which is when they were professionally being displayed in cinemas. Um, But sadly, those works actually are no longer available because they were destroyed in the Great Kanto Earthquake of 1923. 
Um, but we do have uh, Namakura Gatana by Koshi, which survived the disaster and lives as the oldest surviving anime. So um, in the 30s, the animation industry of Japan was well established. Um, but also in the 30s, again, was a period when Japan was pursuing its greatest militaristic ambition. So naturally, it reflected on the anime of that time, too. So it was being used to commercialize and provoke, promote government propaganda propaganda similarly to manga um and then the controversial uh anime movie momotaro's divine sea warriors came into being which was sponsored by the japanese imperial navy in 1944 um but nonetheless changes seeped into the history of anime when um hiroshi purchased the struggling nichito animation studio in 1956 and renamed it to toei um and the goal there was to become the disney of the east um and that's when we got our first color film in 1958 um but on to more familiar stuff maybe to you guys astro boy became the first exported animation series and that came the age of japanese animation known as anime to all including us in the west Um, And as the audience grew, genres of anime stretched wider, covering all topics, which fascinated the youth, like uh, mechs, mega robots, scientific fiction, martial arts, magical girl, etc. So anime like Tetsujin, 28 Go, Sally the Witch, um, Mobile Suit Gundam, and many more became the heartthrob of audiences. but as overseas, youth was getting heavily engrossed and awestruck with Japanese anime. Um, and then it kind of faced a slump in America during the Nixon shock and oil crisis. Um, you know, adulthood comes with problems. So the problems and the industry's response to it had been taken into the adult stage of anime at this point. So their solution was to broaden the fan base and introduce new genres, which is where we get our Dragon Ball, Digimon, One Piece, Pokemon, Sailor Moon. Um, Those were the tide that kept the anime industry moving forward. Um, And then Japan was also facing various economic slowdowns. So um, there was some recession periodically in the 80s um, before it kind of resurfaced again. Yeah, and then pick up in the 90s is where the anime industry got right back up on its feet and absolutely exploded from there. I mean, with titles uh, such as uh, Dragon Ball Z obviously hitting the ground running in Japan and then also having extreme success in the West as well. Um, more so later uh, later along the lines um, in like the late 90s, early 2000s, specifically on Toonami. That was kind of like the the big introduction to the anime in the West for a lot of people, um, like your brother, for instance. But, um, <laughs> but then other titles in the uh, the nineties, uh, big ones, are the nineteen ninety five movie uh, Ghost in the Shell, uh, was both commercially and critically successful, and uh, began to give anime more recognition and even started to inspire Western films such as The Matrix which was pretty cool. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Interesting. Even, even anime has its, has its influence to the West. So it's it's not just the yeah. West influencing the East. Like, we, we got it both ways going on now. Um, continuing on, uh, we saw a heavily controversial but still extremely popular series in 1995, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, again, with massive commercial and critical success, and uh, many producers also began 
to be given uh, more creative freedom to anime, um, as well as directors and writers, basically allowing more anime to be aimed in, in an artistic light instead of just a commercial one, um, which, you know, the more artistic freedom you have with, with your mediums, honestly, the better. Mm. Uh, also uh, sparked a resurgence to the ever-increasing popularity of the mecha genre. Um, which Hell obviously, yeah. obviously, like you said, had massive success, I think, Hell through the 70s yeah. and 80s. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, continuing on, we uh, see a new, uh, I guess technically not a genre, but a new, uh, a new demographic start to explode with the shoujo. Uh, specifically with Sailor Moon having basically it's one of the most popular shoujo anime of all time with incredibly wide success with its merchandising specifically I think it made like it's like produced like in the millions of dollars when it comes to its merchandise uh, merchandising which back then was absolutely fucking unheard of uh, then you also have other popular titer, titles such as uh, Pokemon starting in 1997. Mm. And this was another of the series that was definitely more commercial based because the whole reason for the anime was to just sell the video games, the card games, and it just became one of the most commercially successful IPs in the world. Then uh, you also have titles such as Cowboy Bebop, which Cowboy Bebop was actually a very interesting story. So it first came out in 1998 with very mediocre success in Japan, which I know to a lot of a lot of listeners here might find that very surprising because if you know anything about anime, you know how beloved Cowboy Bebop was. So its first airing actually got canceled due to poor ratings in Japan and then aired a year later to completion with still very little success, uh, where Bebop... Uh, really gammered its popularity was in the West. Uh, so it first aired on Adult uh, Swim in 2001 and saw multiple reruns up until uh, 2013, which played, again, a massive role in continuing to build up the popularity of anime in the West. And so once it actually garnered popularity in the West, that's when it started to, uh, it saw uh, more success actually in the East, which was kind of interesting to see like mm. an anime that wasn't commercially successful in the East, see success in the West to then bring its success back to the East. Uh, continuing on, we have, uh, it's an all time classic movie that any anime fan knows of, even if they haven't seen, they know of it, Spirited Away. Probably mm. the most famous Ghibli yeah. film of all time. Um, yeah. Specifically, this anime is the only anime ever to win an oscar um and it oh, was i didn't also, know that and it was also the highest grossing film of any kind in japan for 15 years until it was finally dethroned by your name in 2016 only the to then continue to rerun uh spirited away more in films to then retake the number one spot which is kind of interesting mm -hmm. but then also then got dethroned by the demon slayer movie after that and then spirited away was like yeah we're not competing with that so we're just gonna chill at number two which i thought was yeah. kind of funny <laughs> um 
but yeah, uh, but yeah, it was the only anime to ever have won an Oscar. Now, it is not the only anime to ever have been nominated. I believe, I don't remember exactly what the other one was. Um, it honestly might have been Your Name. Yeah, I think it was actually in 2016. But uh, it was the only anime to ever have won one. Uh, continuing on, uh, referring back to from the manga category, we have the big three. Because, of course, something as commercially successful in the manga world, uh, with the likes of Bleach, Naruto, and One Piece, of course the anime are going to be just as, just as if not more successful. Um, and then, of course, we have, in 2006, uh, what was basically called the, uh, the Moe boom. And for people that don't know, uh, Moe essentially... There's no real good way to describe exactly what moe is. It's kind of just like a it's it's a way an anime depicts like its cutesy, wholesome kind of vibes. It's kind of one of those things where it's like once you've watched a few moe shows, you kind of understand what moe is. Um so some of those titles being Lucky Star, uh Haruhiya Suzumiya and uh Clanet. Um Specifically, uh, Haruhi Suzumiya uh, pushed the popularity of otaku culture uh, more so to the West. So that's kind of when the term otaku started to become more popularized uh, in the West. Uh, continuing on, we have 2006 Death Note and mm -hmm. uh, 2009's Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, these were some of the first anime to become widely popular in the West even outside of the, at the time, niche anime community. So more of the quote-unquote normies started to kind of recognize, like, oh, this anime stuff isn't just weird, cringy stuff. There can be some very good and compelling stories. Yes. Um, and that only continued to snowball with the release of Attack on Titan in 2013. Period. Now, this... <laughs> This is specifically when the internet started to become much more widely used. You started to see much more people actually watching anime through the internet, um, at least through legal means, such as like Crunchyroll and Netflix. Um, but I personally, now this is technically more of an opinion, I guess, of mine, but I would consider Attack on Titan to be the first anime to fully break out into Western pop culture. Right. So this wasn't just for the anime niche community, pretty much any and and literally anybody that was involved in any kind of pop culture at least knew what Attack on Titan was. I could argue with that, I think. What, okay, what would you what would you think that title would be? I think that in a way that you're right, but due to the nine year gap for. Are you talking, oh, the four between season one and season two? Yeah. Four-year gap. Okay. I would argue, um, well, my hero. So here's the thing. I think Attack on Titan exploded onto the scene with season one because I think it hit its, not its peak, but I think it hit a peak of popularity in season one that not even my hero is even touched now i do agree that the hype absolutely died 
because of the four-year gap. And coming back into season two, there was less hype for season two of Attack on Titan than there was of the My Hero going on at the time. Yes. However, you have to understand that the amount of popularity Attack on Titan Attack on Titan garnered in its initial release in 2013 okay. was, was unlike anything the anime community had ever seen prior. Okay. And still had not seen until 2015 with the release of One Punch Man. Okay. So with the release of One Punch Man, personally, I think this is this is this is where for me I think anime became less so of a niche nerd hobby and it was fully embraced into the western pop culture so to give a comparison it was kind of similar to when gaming kind of had that thing because if you think about gaming culture back in the 90s and early 2000s it was very much a niche nerd culture and it was very much looked down upon to be a quote-unquote gamer however there was a big transition period you can argue when that transition period was but at the very least we can now know now that it's 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 kind of cool to be a gamer like there most kids yes most kids in school you get made fun of more for not playing video games exactly than playing video games yeah. and i think i think in 2015 with one punch man that's kind of when we started to see that transition specifically with the younger kids as well because i i think i even saw it a little a little bit um, at least in my experience of being online in that time frame of it started to come cool to like anime back like in 2015 2016 that's when you started to see more even more celebrities coming out and being like yeah I love Naruto yeah I love uh, Neon Genesis even Gillian whatever it may be and it just started to kind of become more looked fond upon by western audiences Right, and then I and then I think the final nail in the coffin was uh, 2019 with the release of Demon Slayer, specifically with the release of episode 19, which was the first time anime had actually trended worldwide on Twitter. Yeah, and it's doing th its thing. Yep, and I think from there on, it's the re the rest is history. I mean, anime is. It is it is making its way to becoming the next like gaming as far as it as far as like pop culture wise goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of difficult because I honestly can't even explain why it's my favorite medium because I think it's more just because it is a little more outrageous. Like it allows it you is. to have that oomph that you need some a lot of the time like uh but it's not so outrageous that it's weird some of it is right won't argue with that right but it's yeah there's just uh so much you can do with it that you can't do with normal tv you know what i well, mean that's the beauty of the medium of anime is that like you said there's so much room for creative freedom that yes. you just don't get with live action yeah. There's just so many ideas and so many different things that you can do that you just end up with some of the most remarkable storytelling you will see in fiction.
Yeah, and art. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't even take Duh. away from that. Holy shit. That was like the whole purpose of it at first. Right. But um, speaking of back when you were talking about uh, Oscars, there have actually been 10 that have been nominated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of them you probably won't know, right? Um, well, I'm curious. If you have a list, I kind of want to hear all of them now. So obviously Spirited Away. Yep. Mount Head, 2002. Mm-mm. Um, Howl's Moving Castle, 2005. Yep, another, another Ghibli film. Um, one that's a French name that I can't say. Interesting. Possessions, which is 2013. Nope. The Wind Rises, 2013. Nope. The, the Tale of Princess Kaguya, 2014. Is that a Ghibli film? Um, bum, bum. Isao Takahata. Yep. Okay. Uh, nope. Yep. No. Yes. Yep. Yep. No. yep. Okay, Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Uh, yep. When Marnie was there, 2015. The Red nope. Turtle, 2016. Nope. And Mirai, 2018. And it's the first non-studio Ghibli anime film to be nominated. Mirai. Really. Yeah, all of those were Ghibli allegedly, <laughs> except for this one. <laughs> I mean that that makes that makes a lot of sense actually, because the whole reason um, why Spirited Away actually won an Oscar was because there was a specific judge on the committee for the Oscars that was a massive Ghibli fan, and when that Spirited Away film came out, he actually lobbied for all the other. Uh, voters to actually go out and watch it and that's the reason why it got so many votes to be able Mm. to win an oscar that's cool um and that's kind of the reason why you don't really see uh any other anime movies like winning because there just hasn't been someone else that was Mm. willing to go out of their way to try to push that film into the uh oscar votings voters eyes you know Mm -hmm. because because a lot of them because because a lot of them like even from i think it was from the oscars this year when they were announcing the uh the uh award for like the best animated film or whatever they they're still the oscar voters still look down upon animation and they still think of it as just kids films yeah like they they think the only animation out there is things like your fucking your pixar films your disney films and shit like that and it's like these fucks, I swear to God, need to open their goddamn eyes and actually yeah. watch some fucking film, please. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it can be hard, especially when you're watching dub, because the cheesy sounds cheesier in your own language. Um, well, Which it's I'm not, sure... It's, it's, it's I not mean... Like- it's not like they haven't watched films with subtitles before. Look at look at Parasite that a won like of... fucking so many I know, so but many awards. Here's the thing. Parasite as is with Squid Games starts trending because somebody famous is watching it. Therefore people suck it up to be in the know. Whereas in the daily, like imagine trying to get somebody who isn't 
on board trying to not only get them to watch a show that's animated, but also with subtitles. It's like double whammy. Squid Games, Parasite, they're both live action. Yeah, then you so, shouldn't be you shouldn't be voting on that medium though. That's simple enough. Don't have don't don't have an animation category for in the Oscars if you don't have people that are actually watching animation. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I mean, it's only going to get more and more popular as people get more and more exposed to it. Um, and as we like, get younger and younger voters in the Oscar voting, you start to yeah. see more and more people that grew up with anime. So, like, dude, tell me how I got my mom listening to K-pop. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> so, Stray Kids is my fave. Okay, yep. Felix is my man. My mom fucking loves Bang Chan. Sam, I know you don't know who Bang Chan is, but for nope. the again, for the bitches that do, <laughs> okay, my mom goes fucking crazy over Bang Chan, who's a leader of the group. Okay. He's got Ooh. quite quite a nice bod. But anyway, oh, um, it's just all of them have fucking nice bods, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're all <laughs> They're all, they all look like literal fucking deeds. Yeah. Okay, come on. <laughs> I know. It's so annoying. Uh, I'm going to move there. But anyway, um, yeah. Um, and anime only continue. Now the problem I'm having is, is that um, it's so good. And the quality is like, and the, the quality, creativity, like is all there, like up there now that I get overwhelmed because there's so much I want to watch. I shut down and then I don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. But also I looked up the most popular shoujo of all time, just because when you were talking about Sailor Moon, I was curious too. And there is no official list anywhere. However, it seems to be pretty consistent across the board that Uran High School Host Club is number yeah. one. That is, that is a major one. That I is mean, absolutely a major one. It's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't so. get. I mean, look. Don't get me wrong. I there's a lot of anime I did not gloss over. Obviously. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's no there's Sailor Moon tons, is. There's there's tons yeah. that I missed. Like I didn't even discuss any of the mech genres. Like I could have oh, brought up like Code we'll Code Geass was a fucking huge one. Um, yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't glance over like specifically when it comes to manga like I didn't even talk about any of the like major mm. seinen uh seinen uh manga out there because there's yeah so many fucking great ones out there yes um but there's I just mean, there's just like there's so much good shit to pick from I mean honestly and for the listeners and for you Sam like this series we plan to go as long as it will go to go in between our reviews, our fun little activities, blah, blah, blah. So, like, we can do episode Sam on, like, Beginner's Guide to Otaku, Otaku Mech Edition. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we can fucking go there. Like, I that, mean, would that would be so fun, dude. I mean, that would be sick because that would give me that would give me an excuse to, like, fully dive into, like, Gundam. Because, like, I, I've been watching uh, Witch from Mercury uh the okay. new Gundam series that's been coming out and like I was like half foot in when it came to like the mech series because like I liked Code Geass right I loved 86 but yeah. I wasn't like fully sold on like the whole Gundam that's thing that's funny because I get so horny for mech 
But see, like, like then I then I watched then I watched Witch from Mercury, which is a true Gundam series, and I was like, yeah. oh motherfucker, if this is what mech series are like, oh I'm in. I'm yeah. fully fucking sold. You don't yeah. you ain't say less. Yeah. Okay. Well, anything else, Sam? No. That, that okay. covers pretty much it. That was be the first episode of Beginner's Guide to Otaku. You guys, we have so much planned already. It's it's oh, yeah. kind of honestly not even funny. Um, but I'm so excited for it, Sam. I don't know about you. No, I think I think this is going to be a really good series. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. This first one was like a little bit slower, going over the history, and I'm like going real fast because I'm like, eh, but anyway. Yes. So, um, huge thank you to my mom, Steph for being in spo um shout out stuff but any who's uh that is it for today's episode follow the podcast like and comment if you like this series that we started or suggestions you may have for us or questions whatever follow us on tiktok youtube and instagram at loser cartoons podcast and on twitter at loser cartoons with a z to stay updated we got some exciting stuff coming out. Peace out, losers. <laughs> <laughs>